And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up everyone? Zach here. Hope you're having a great day. Hey, today I want to share with you a piece of a call we did um, with a part of our team the other day. And this is on what we're calling the law of resistance. And this is going to be really, really helpful for, I think, a lot of you, which essentially this is about when crap goes wrong in your life and in your business, how do you respond and what do you do? So anyway, enjoy the show. I want to talk to you guys about something called the law of resistance. Now, the law of resistance is you can think of it however you like, okay? This is not going to be a hyper-spiritual discussion, but many people in here have some type of spiritual faith or background or belief system or structure or whatever. So you can call this whatever you want. You can call this the enemy. You can call this resistance. You can call this the universe trying to teach you a lesson. For right now, I don't care what you call it, but we're going to call it resistance. Whenever we move forward in a new direction, we encounter resistance. Okay. So we've talked about this before in this little sense. If you're driving a car 20 miles an hour, you put your face out the window, you encounter resistance. You drive a car 100 miles an hour, you put your face out the window, like, oh, that's a lot more resistance, right? You're going faster, you're getting hit with more crap. You have more crap against the windshield, more bugs against the windshield. You take a Ferrari on a back road in Michigan, and you go 200 miles an hour at night, that thing is gonna be covered with bugs. If you take that same Ferrari and you drive two miles an hour at night, you're probably not gonna have one bug die. They're all gonna survive. So the point is, you start moving faster, you encounter more crap. Also, I think there's a conspiracy theory. And the conspiracy theory is this that if you try to make the world a better place, there becomes a target directly on your back. And something, someone is trying to shoot the target because it's getting bigger. Oh my gosh, you're trying to impact the world. Let's take you out now before you actually make the world a better place. It's easier now. Now you can either think of it as something literally trying to stop you or there's some force testing you to see if you're worth it. See, one of the reasons I love network marketing is because it's just hard enough to keep those from getting it that don't deserve it. 
but it's easy enough that anyone can do it. This is an industry that is literally easy enough that any of you could do it. You could make it, but it's just hard enough to keep any of you or any of us that don't deserve it from getting it. That is so unlike basically any other industry where you can do what we can do here. In fact, I mean, there's no other industry that can do what we can do, but it's something that comes close. There's no other industry, industry that allows that. If you want to go make millions in the stock market, your specialized knowledge has to be so freaking through the roof. It's unbelievable. You need, you need to have skill sets and knowledge here, but you don't need to have nearly the skill set and knowledge that you do there. That's one of the beautiful things here. So I believe that you encounter resistance. It's God's way of testing you, or if you want to say the universe way, way of testing you, or whatever, right? It's some things, it's infinite intelligence way of testing you to see if you're actually deserving of the success. You're going to encounter resistance because when we progress, we naturally have a bigger influence and we have to be worthy of that influence. You've all probably seen people that have received influence and they're not worthy of the influence and they do a few things. Number one, they screw up other people. Number two, they self-destruct. If you know what I'm talking about, think of a couple celebrities that are morons. Think about how much influence they have. Is that, is that celebrity, should they really be talking about the subject they're talking about? Um, like with how much responsibility and influence they have and they're talking about something they have no business talking about, should they really be talking about that? No, they're handling the influence improperly. That's the first thing they're doing. Second thing they're doing is they self-destruct. They never were ready for it. So when you start moving quickly, you're going to encounter resistance. Now, let's talk about this from resistance perspective. Let's personify resistance here for a second. If resistance was an entity, something with a mind of some kind, is it easier to snuff out resistance or you when you're a baby or when you're a full-grown adult? Let's look at it this way. In the aspect of like a flame, a fire, let's think of your dream as a fire. If you just got into RX, your dream in RX, your goal is like a little itty bitty match. Like it just came on. Maybe you've been in the marketing industry before and you got burned by it, right? And the, the flame was out. But something about this turned the flame back on. You get this little tiny match again. And you know, you even know this. You know inside that if something went like this, you're probably out. You might even know that. You know you're delicate right now. Some of you don't know that. Some of you think you're strong, but you know, you know maybe you look in your past, or maybe you know if you took a hit hard enough, it might screw you up. But some people know they're delicate. Regardless, if you're brand new, your belief in yourself and your dream is about as much as this. It's a, like a little match. And that's okay. We've all been through that. When we all started, that was the same way my belief was, same way hers was, same way Jonathan Young's was. There's this tiny little match. So in the beginning, you gotta protect that baby. You gotta protect it at all costs. Walk around with your hand in front of it, right? Also, lean into your upline. Allow them to put a hand in front of your match. If something hits you in the face, don't go to them like, oh, the world is ending. <sighs> like nobody wants to cry, baby. But nobody wants you to hold everything in, right? Your upline would, my guess is, you talk to any upline in here, if someone tries to blow your flame out, my guess is your upline would rather you talk to them than let it get blown out. So don't be afraid of leaning into them. They've got a bigger flame than you. Allow them to take their hand. They don't need to always protect theirs anymore. Allow them to take their hand and put it over yours for a second, okay? 
what you need to do is protect your own flame until it gets big enough to self-sustain. Eventually, that flame can become an inferno, and you can't dump, you can't take an inferno out. Now, when you have an inferno-sized belief, an, an inferno-sized dream, will still will stuff still come against you? Yes. But does it happen sometimes less often? Yes. Or it takes more also. It takes more, and it seems to happen less often. But it does take more. So two things will happen. Number one. Resistance will throw a truck at you. But it happens less often because resistance knows, I'm not going to screw with that one. Also, you got a freaking inferno. So even if you get a truck thrown at you, it's like, boom! But it gets engulfed in the inferno. So your goal is to protect the flame. Protect that thing at all costs because if that thing gets snuffed out, it's over. Remember this, if you, ever, if you ever feel like resistance is trying to choke this thing out, trying to suffocate the oxygen from it, think about what do I do now? If I let the flame go out, now what? Well, I guess I'm gonna go do what I was doing before the business. I guess I'm gonna go do that instead? Okay, or I don't really know what I'm gonna do. Oh, that's really mature. Like, I'm going to stop doing the thing that could get me to what I want to do because it hurts. If you were coaching you through that, does that person who stops what they should be doing to get what they want, they stop what they should be doing because it hurts, does that person deserve the influence? Does that person deserve the reward at the end? I don't think so. <clears throat> Whenever we start something new, in this case, it's going to be Rx, right? You started something new in your life. We all start something new. We start Rx, we start a sport, we start a relationship, whatever. When we start something new, almost always it's with the intent of a positive thing. Now in this case, obviously your intent is positive. You want to make more money, create a bigger impact, and help people. So you started this for a positive reason. Now, when you start something new, this is when resistance loves to attack because you have a match. You don't have an inferno, you get a tiny little match. Teeny little match, it tries to attack. Okay, when this happens, we experience pain. You, get in, you, you start something new and you experience pain almost immediately. I would, I don't even have to ask for, you know what, I will. I want you to all raise your hand, participate. If since you've been in Rx, you have experienced some type of pain since you've been in Rx, raise your hand. Is everyone, everyone done this? Okay, so, so literally everyone has experienced some type of pain in, since they've been in Rx. It's okay, like you're not messed up for feeling pain. It's a natural human response, right? Something stinky happens and we experience pain, it's okay. It's how we react to the pain. So when we experience pain, generally what we, well not generally, 100% of the time what we all wanna do is relieve it. You get stung by a bee, what do you do? You smack the bee, ah! Right, you stub your toe, what do you do? Ah, you grab your foot, right? You're, you're boxing, you get punched in the face, what do you do? Well, if you're trained, you look back up, but you, you adjust to the pain. If you're not, you 
start swinging. You do something to relieve it, right? If you get attacked, if someone attacks you and they got you in some kind of a hold, what do you do? You, do you just lay, you just lay limp or do you fight it, right? You fight it. You try to relieve yourself of the pain. In life, what we almost always do, knee-jerk reaction, just like grabbing your toe when you stub it, just like smacking the bee when it stings you, knee-jerk reaction in life is when we experience pain, we attack the thing that's newest. So what people do is they join a business. They get in some new endeavor and something happens. Maybe it's related, maybe it's not. Something happens and they're like, ah, that hurts. Ah, they experience pain and guess what they do? They look for the thing to alleviate the pain and since they can't identify it or maybe they're wrongly identifying it, they cut out the newest thing in their life and in many cases, it's the business. It's Rx. Here's, this is the Greek translation. They cut out their dream because their dream is a nice to have, not a must have to survive. I would actually argue that a dream, a vision for the future is just as important or it's right there with food, shelter, and water because man without vision shall perish. It's in an old book. Man without vision shall perish. If you don't have a vision for where you're going, you will die. Why do depressed people die? Because they have no reason to live. Why do people that lose their spouse later in life generally die within a year? Because they have no reason left to live. A vision will keep you alive. So the thing that most of us do is we cut out the thing that is newest in our life to relieve the pain. But when we do that, do we really fix the problem or just treat the symptom? Just like modern medical stuff today, the entire industry is built on relieving the symptoms. You take a pill to relieve the symptom, but not necessarily to fix the root cause. The root cause was not Rx. The root cause was something else that hurt. If I get into Rx and I get a, or a financial blow to the face, bang, right? Oh, car broke down, two grand. But that's going to cripple me financially. Ah, but I registered in RX as an ultimate. It was $2,200. If I didn't do that, I would have had the money to pay for the car. You know what I'll do? I'll refund my money in RX, get my ultimate cash back, and pay off the car. Then I'll be out of the hole. Dumbest thing in the world. RX wasn't the problem. Your finances were the problem. You didn't have two grand to pay for the car after you made a small tiny investment, your finances were the issue the entire time. You get into RX and you have a relational issue, right? You get into a fight with your spouse. Spouse doesn't agree with the business. Now, you, then, now there's turmoil there. Ah, screw RX. It caused a fight with my spouse. There's tension here. This is a problem. I gotta cut off the source. I'll cut it off, I'll amputate it. The pain stops. Negative. You had an issue with your spouse. Communication problem vision problem. You never got a line on your vision before you got in. Your vision was an issue. Your communication was an issue. Rx just highlighted your issue. And in fact, it's not even Rx. It's the business as a whole. It's chasing something else. See, this business does something really, really special and really, really painful. I don't care who you are. This thing is a crucible. And it's the most amazing crucible on the planet if you look at it with that frame of mind. The seed of, you should write this down, the seed of equal or greater benefit is planted in every adversity if you have a positive mental attitude. So you can look at it as, holy crap, this sucks, or as this is an opportunity for me to grow.
because this business will cut you open. You will get crap. You will, you will face challenges. And the test is, will you push through? Will you turn your test into the testimony? Will you make your mess your message or will you break? Nobody wants to look up and listen to someone on stage who had no adversity. Just like Zach Brown said, the deeper the scar, the better the story. Nobody wants to go to the, nobody wants to listen to a story of everything that was easy. Nobody cares. You want to hear the grit, right? Ah, show me the dirt. Oh, you did that. Oh, that happened. Oh, oh, but you won. Yeah. We cheer for that person. We cheer for that gladiator, but no one cares about the person who didn't have to fight against anything. I have no one else saying anymore. That was cool though, right? That was good. All right, sweet. Um, yeah, I lost my, I lost everything else. But <clears throat> here's what I was ultimately trying to get to <clears throat> is we all have things that come against us and that could be your excuse for not doing the thing, for not doing the business. Oh, the crucible, that's what I was thinking of. We all have things that can come against us and that is the excuse that we can use. So for instance, the money thing, right? The money thing comes against me, bang. Ah, that's my, that's my excuse to not do the business. Or the relationship thing, bang, that's an excuse to not do the business. Or this, come in, whatever else comes against me, that's my excuse not to do the business. Here's what we need to do in order to create the message or the testimony. You must transform your excuse into your reason. If the money thing caused such a dramatic problem in my life, that means I have a money problem. I don't have an RX problem. I have a money problem. I don't care. I don't care where any of us are at. Okay. Take, turn your excuse into a reason. Because the two grand hurt me. That's my reason. That's why I need to build this. Oh man, I, I really want to show up for the calls. Like I really want to show up for the calls. I really, really want to, but I have, ah, I, I got work. I got work. I got work on, I got work on Monday nights at, at 6 p.m. Pacific. I, I, I would love to do the calls, but could you just record them for me and just send them over? Oh, oh, and, then, and then what's your Voxer? I'd love to just send you a message and see if you're available, Jonathan Young, to answer my each and every question. Oh, no, it's okay. Brian Prez will answer all of my questions whenever I want because it's not about Brian's future, it's about me. So I don't think I can make the call. I'll just do it when it's comfortable for me. I'm sorry, did you say you wanted to serve people? That includes your upline as well. I don't know if I can make the call. I don't have enough time. That's a good excuse to miss the call. That's also the reason you need to be on it and prioritize your business. When I used to work a job, I was so pissed every moment. I'm not saying anger is your best motivator, by the way. It's just what's motivated me. I think inspiration is actually better. I just have to be motivated by anger generally. I was livid, pissed when I'd be sitting in the office. I literally, I remember walking down the office like walkways and we had these big, big glass windows, kind of like right there, these big glass windows. And I remember walking like with my boss and she would like, she like, I remember one time specifically, she was like getting me in trouble for something. I remember, I, I think I wanted to like leave to like go to like a meeting or something. And she told me I couldn't. Now I was going to, and I did. But I remember walking through the hallways and I was so angry that someone else could tell me when I could go pee or when I could eat lunch or when, when is my designated feeding time. I was 
angry. And we're walking down the hall and there was these desk chairs. And when we're, I'm literally, this was, I was like, you know, like when you're about to lift weights, like you could, like the, the muscle fibers in your body, like fire, you can feel like they're ready to lift. I felt that fire in my arms, like in my whole body. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm literally, was, I was about to pick up the, like one of the chairs in like the conference room table and like chuck it out the window. I was so, I was like, like, like to see it happening. I'm like, I was so angry. I remember telling my dad that story. He couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, no, it's not funny. You don't understand. This is not cool. But I used that fire and I didn't use it to quit. I used it as my reason to why I must win. I have to get out of the stupid job. I must. This is my reason. You are making me so mad, boss. You're not going to be the reason I quit. You're going to be the reason that my little match, you just gassed it, baby. Yeah, mo a lot, some people do is they let their boss blow it out. No, I said, no, 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 no. Go get the gasoline tank, boss, because instead of you blowing out, you're dumping gas in the flame. So whatever your reason is to get resistance, use it as your gas on the fire, right? Let that be your reason. Remember, the crucible, this business will cut you wide open and say you must confront this. Brittany, Carol, Dawn, Devin, Jenny, you have to confront this or you will not grow. It will force you. It will literally hold a mirror up to your deepest, darkest fears and scares and force you to confront them and grow through them. That's why this thing, that's why this business is the greatest gift I think you've been given. Not because the money, the money's great. Not because the time freedom, the time's great but because of who you become through it all. Why do you think people grow in network marketing? It's because they do this. It's because they try to grow, they get confronted with resistance, ah, and it forces them to look inside, what's the problem? And it won't let up. Network marketing is ruthless crucible. It will not let up until you change it. So if you want something that, if you wanted a coach, if you wanted a progression vehicle, if you wanted a personal growth engine, this is it, you're in it. And every time you experience pain, it is not the universe telling you this is not right. It is not God telling you you're on the wrong path. It is a sign that you probably are on the right path. It is a sign that you are moving in the right direction. You just aren't ready yet for the gift. So you gotta change who you are to get it. That's what resistance is telling you. Some people that are doing this like mind-bendingly good, Shay, for instance, Shay with the bangs, right? You saw her at the beginning of the call. Within her first 10 days of being started in RX, she had to get her gallbladder removed in her first 10 days. She gets her gallbladder removed. Then day before she gets her gallbladder removed, she's literally calling people. The day of. The day of. And signing people or booking calls. She's booking follow-up calls for the day after her surgery. And she's signing people up. Then right after surgery, she's closing them. She's signing up. Some people on this call. You talked to Shay the day after she had gallbladder surgery. She was loopy on meds and she's calling people. Some people are using that as an excuse. She's using it as fuel. Then a week later, she has to go into surgery again. Didn't expect that one coming. And some people are like, oh my gosh, do you think, is surgery free by the way? No. You gotta pay for that stuff. And at the very least, you're paying for insurance. So she's paying for this, and a lot of people be like, ah, ah, this hurts, this hurts, I don't have time. If you're laid up in bed and you're putting all this money out, are most people continuing to make progress in the new business endeavor? No, no, they're giving that up because they need to rest, they need to heal or whatever. 
I'm not saying don't take time for yourself, but what I am saying is Shay used that as a reason to focus. And even during that second surgery, she's focusing even more. Then we're on the call with her uh, a week ago, and she owns her own agency, her own marketing agency. And something happened in her agency, was totally not her fault. In fact, it was some person, some moron, that had like a vendetta against Shay that basically did some stuff and was able to screw up Shay's business, like totally like evil stuff, basically. Screwed up part of Shay's business and basically took out half of Shay's income. Oh, Shay's making money. It's cool. Okay, let's pause. I don't care how much money you make. If half of it gets, boom, taken out, does that suck? I don't care if you're making 500, or million, 500 grand or a million dollars. Does, when you make more money, does your lifestyle increase with your income or do you just keep it the same? Oh, no, I made 30 grand in, in, in college. You know, now I make 150. I've never increased my lifestyle. I still keep my expenses at 30 grand. No, you increase your lifestyle. So no matter what your income is, you cut that thing in half, it sucks. Shay's income got cut in half overnight. It wasn't progression, but it was nothing that was her fault. It literally just got chopped in half. Now she's obviously working to, you know, you know change that and all and overturn that kind of stuff. But the point is, that's painful. That hurts. But through all of that, you know what her, you know what her response was? Obviously, there's some sadness, and that's totally normal, right? You know what her response was? She called Kayla. And then she called Zach and Ashley. And are we like, you know, is Kayla and Zach and Ashley we like master psychologists? Oh, don't worry. Let, let, let's just fix everything. In fact, I'm a magic genie. I'll just replace your income. Like none of that happened, right? But when you have someone that's emotionally divested a little bit, they can help you give perspective. So she leaned into Kayla. She leaned into Ashley. And what do you know? She's still here. And is that Kayla's? thing is it because Kayla no it's because Ashley no it's because of Shay because Shay knew that you know what this is resistance coming against me and rather than buckle into it and quit because that would blow most people out of the business by the way that would literally 99%. blow 99% of people out of the business that have been in for less than a few months you've been in less than 90 days and your income got chopped in half and you got taken through multiple surgeries like that you weren't expecting that would blow most people straight out of business not Shay Shay stuck through all of that. In fact, she came in even stronger than ever. And like I said, she did literally the opposite of what most people do. And she plugged into people and her upline more than even people that have everything going right. See, what we all want to do when we encounter resistance, we want to shell off. We want to isolate, especially guys. Women, sort of, but guys especially. If you're a male human on this call, when something, when crap happens, me included, we want to go into our rooms maybe not our rooms, we want to go somewhere where no one's going to talk to us. We want to isolate. That is not the proper response. The proper response is to lean into someone who's been there that can give you, first of all, some like, hey, I got you. But number two, some perspective and three, some encouragement. That's what we need as human beings. And Shay did that perfectly. All right, was that helpful? Well, hopefully, uh, I know we got a lot of really good feedback uh, regarding this exact topic and how well you handle this and how well your team handle this ultimately determines how successful you and your team will be. So this is something that you absolutely have to take seriously and also teaching your team, you have to take this seriously when you actually impart this uh, knowledge to them 
because if they don't operate like this, uh, little things are going to blow them out, and uh, they're gonna, there's going to be a really, really big problem there. So anyway, hopefully you found this helpful. If you found this useful, do me a favor. Go down below, leave a review and a rating on this podcast. That is the best thing that you can do to help us. A lot of people ask, hey, what can we do to serve you guys? That's what you can do. So go down right now and hit the five-star button and then leave a review. That would be super cool. And if you haven't yet... If you haven't figured out how to recruit people online, uh, again, this is another question that we get all the time. Um, the first thing that we have people do is go to MLMRebelsBlueprint.com. Go there and you can learn exactly how to do that. That's MLMRebelsBlueprint.com. Anyway, with that, hopefully you have an amazing day. Talk to you all soon. Thank <laughs> you.